بسم الله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فهو المهتد ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما يا كريم ويقولون متى هذا الوعد إن كنتم صادقين قل إنما العلم عند الله وإنما أنا نذير مبين فلما رأوه زلفة سيئت وجوه الذين كفروا وقيل هذا الذي كنتم به تدعون قل أرأيتم إن أهلكني الله ومن معي أو رحمنا فمن يجير الكافرين من عذاب أليم قل هو الرحمن آمنا به وعليه توكلنا فستعلمون من هو في ضلال مبين قل أرأيتم إن أصبح ماءكم غورا فمن يأتيكم بماء معين after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentioned the resurrection in the previous ayah. He then mentioned the saying of those who disbelieve in it. In this dunya, the ones who disbelieve in the resurrection. What do they say? وَيَقُولُونَ مَتَى هَذَا الْوَعْدُ إِن كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ The disbelievers, they will ask this question in disbelief and in ridicule. يعني استبعاداً يعني They say this is not likely to happen. And they're asking this question with a sense of mockery and a sense of ridicule. For they say, وَيَقُولُونَ مَتَى هَذَا الْوَعْدُ إِن كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ When is this wa'd? When is this promise? And what is the timing of this promise of Yawm Al-Qiyamah? And when the man came to the Prophet ﷺ and he asked him, he said, مَتَى السَّاعَةً he said, He said, what have you prepared for it? Because the important thing is not to know when the sa'a is. The important thing is to know what you have prepared for it. And when you die, your sa'a has essentially been established. Your own personal sa'a has been established. For they say, وَيَقُولُونَ مَتَى هَذَا الْوَعْدُ إِن كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ If you should be truthful, and this is addressing the Prophet ﷺ and the believers that are with him. And if you are truthful in what you tell us about the day of resurrection, then tell us when it is going to be. This is what they're asking. Tell us when it is going to be. If you are truthful in what you say about Yawm Al-Qiyamah, and that there is going to be a resurrection, and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring us up from our graves and call us to account, then tell us when this sa'a is, and then we will believe in you essentially. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْ إِنَّمَا الْعِلْمُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ Yana, the knowledge of when the day of resurrection is going to be belongs only to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And no one knows it. Not even the closest malak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows it. Jibreel alayhi salam doesn't know. Nor the closest messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam knows it. For what did Jibreel say when he came in the form of a man and he questioned the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? He said, akhbirni anis sa'a. Inform me of the sa'a. What did the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say? The one who is being asked is not more knowledgeable than the one who is asking. Yana, both of us, we don't know when the sa'a is going to be. This ilm belongs only to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It only belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he has not revealed it to any of his creations. 
This is the role of the Prophet ﷺ regarding the sa'ah. What's a nazir? A warner, someone who warns. Warning against something which is evil. You don't give a nazara for something which is good. This is called a bishara. Whereas a nazara is for something which is evil and bad. I am a clear warner, warning about Yawm al-Qiyamah. This is from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he has given us a warning about Yawm al-Qiyamah. Imagine if Yawm al-Qiyamah came and we did not have a warner to tell us about it. Alhamdulillah, this is from the rahmah of Allah that he sent a messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as a warner to warn us about the sa'ah. And then the fawaid and the ahkam, the points of benefit and the rulings. The first one, that the disbelievers regard as unlikely the resurrection. Hence their sarcastic questioning of the Prophet ﷺ and the believers of its timing. For the first one was, yani the disbelievers they regard as unlikely. Otherwise they wouldn't ask this question in the first place. For they regarded it as unlikely, hence their sarcastic questioning of it. And then the second fa'idah, the refutation to those who claim that the Prophet ﷺ has knowledge of the unseen. For the Prophet ﷺ only knows what Allah has taught him. If the Prophet ﷺ knew the unseen, he would know what? He would know when the sa'a would be. For he negated this from himself. He said, قُلْ إِنَّمَا الْعِلْمُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ The knowledge is with Allah, it is not with me. And then the third fa'idah, that the responsibility of the Prophet ﷺ regarding the resurrection is to warn those who deny and reject it. This is the muhimmah. This is the job of the Prophet ﷺ regarding the sa'ah, is to warn against it. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِنَّمَا أَنَا نَذِيرٌ مُبِينٌ This is the role of the Prophet ﷺ. فَلَمَّا رَأَوْهُ زُلْفَةً سِيئَتْ وُجُوهُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا وَقِيلَ هَذَا الَّذِي كُنْتُ for after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentioned their denial and their rejection in the previous ayat. He shows in this ayah the reality, yawm al-qiyamah, of that denial and the rejection of what they used to deny and reject, yani the sa'a. What will happen when the sa'a actually comes? What will happen when they see the punishment that is awaiting them? Yawm al-qiyamah. They used to reject it and they used to ask mocking questions of the Prophet When is this punishment coming? When is the sa'a coming? For now they see the reality. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us about this reality. فَلَمَّا رَأَوْهُ يعني When they see it, يعني this is referring to the punishment that is awaiting them. When they see it with their own eyes. فَلَمَّا رَأَوْهُ زُلْفَةً يعني زُلْفَةً means close and approaching and it is coming towards them and they see the reality of where they are going فَلَمَّا رَأَوْهُ زُلْفَةً سِيئَتْ وُجُوهُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا يعني the faces of the kuffar سِيئَتْ the distress will be clear on their face and their face will have يعني, an evil look on it and a look of distress and as the Mufassirun said يعني, their faces will turn black and the humiliation and the anguish will be apparent on their faces when they see the adab سِيَتْ وُجُوهُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا وَقِيلَ هَذَا الَّذِي كُنْتُمْ بِهِ تَدَّعُونَ يعني, It will be said to them and the Mufassirun said يعني, it will be said to them by the angels of the adab or it can be even said by Allah subhanahu wa will say to them and this is a humiliation to them وَقِيلَ هَذَا الَّذِي كُنْتُمْ بِهِ تَدَّعُونَ This is what you used to call for this is the punishment you would ask for and you would ask the Prophet وسلم, in mockery of say when is the adab coming when is the sa'a coming if you are truthful bring it on يعني, essentially this is the adab that you used to call for this is it now this is the one that has turned your faces black and you are in humiliation because of it وَقِيلَ هَذَا الَّذِي كُنْتُمْ and then the fawaid and the ahkam, the points of benefit and the rulings. The first one, that the faces of the disbelievers will change when they see the punishment awaiting them and that it is close. This is dalil that their faces will change. 
فلما رأوه زلفة سيئت وجوه الذين كفروا their faces will change for the worse and then the second faida that the punishment of the hereafter is both physical and emotional how do we know that it's emotional what is said to them وَقِيلَ هَذَا الَّذِي كُنْتُمْ بِهِ تَدَّعُونَ It's rebuking them for it's not just physical punishment that they punished with. Also, they are made to hear words which do not please them, which humiliate them further as well. For the punishment of the Akhirah is both physical and emotional as well. And then the third faidah, that the cause of distress and punishment in the hereafter is disbelief. Why are you distressed? And why are you in anguish? And why are you in humiliation? Because of your disbelief. فَلَمَّا رَأَوْهُ زُلْفَةً سِيَعَتْ وُجُوهُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا Because of their kufr, they are saying this punishment. قُلْ أَرَأَيْتُمْ إِنْ أَهْلَكَنِيَ اللَّهُ وَمَنْ مَعْيَ أَوْ رَحِمَنَا فَمَنْ يُجِيرُ الْكَافِرِينَ مِنْ عَذَابٍ أَلِيمٍ فَإِنْ this ayah after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentioned the evil destination of the disbelievers يوم القيامة. He orders his messenger to inform the mushrikeen of his time. To tell them that none can save from the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala regardless of the position of the Prophet وسلم, and the believers. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says, Qul ara'aytum. Yani, have you considered it? Think about this, yani, inform us after you think about this ayah. Qul ara'aytum. Yani, it's addressing the kuffar. In Allahu wa man ma'ya. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroys me and those with me. Ahlak. And it destroys the Prophet ﷺ and the believers. Yani the Mufassirun said either he destroys them as a result of them dying, or it could also mean ahlak as a result of punishment. Both of these are correct in meaning. In Allahu Or he has mercy on us. Yani by not punishing us and by extending our lives. In Allahu In either one of these situations. فَمَنْ يُجِيرُ الْكَافِرِينَ مِنْ عَذَابٍ أَلِيمٍ فَمَنْ This is a question. Who is it that can يُجِير? Who is it that can save? فَمَنْ يُجِيرُ الْكَافِرِينَ مِنْ عَذَابٍ أَلِيمٍ Who is going to save the kuffar from a painful punishment? For this is, as we said, this is a question which refutes the disbelievers. Essentially, no one can save you from the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And yani, the general meaning of the ayah, Yani, we the believers with our iman are fearful. We the believers with our iman that we have in our hearts are fearful. We fear the punishment of Allah and hope for His mercy. The matter is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If He punishes us, this is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If He has mercy on us, this is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even with our belief, we still fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We never feel secure from the plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because as human beings, we still commit sins which... Subhanallah, sins are the reason for the punishment of Allah coming down. Even with our belief, we fear the punishment of Allah and we hope for His mercy. Therefore, what will prevent you from His punishment while you continue to disbelieve? For even as believers, our belief is that we worship Allah with hope and fear. We fear the azab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Allah will destroy us. And we have hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will have, will have mercy on us. And he will grant us Jannah. For what about you? You do not have any Iman. How can you feel secure from the punishment of Allah? Essentially, this is what the ayah means. And then the fawaid and the ahkam, the points of benefit and the rulings. The first one, that although the messenger and the believers are deserving of Allah's mercy, they still do not feel secure from his punishment. They worship him upon fear and hope. We hope for the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but this mercy of Allah should not prevail at all times. There should still be that element of fear as well, fearing the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
And then the second fa'idah, that there is no hope of Allah's mercy for the disbelievers and that their punishment is definite. There's no hope for their mercy. If they die upon their kufr, their punishment is, is definite. He mentioned them as kuffar and that they will die upon kufr. And then the third fa'idah, that there is nothing or no one to save the disbelievers from the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. قُلْ هُوَ الرَّحْمَنُ وَآمَنَّا بِهِ وَعَلَيْهِ تَوَكَّلْنَا فَسَتَعْلَمُونَ مَنْ هُوَ فِي ضَلَالٍ مُّبِينٍ For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He orders the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to inform of him, to inform of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He is Ar-Rahman, that He is the most merciful, the messenger and those with the messenger, they believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the most merciful, and they have tawakkul in Him as well, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and this is from sifat from the characteristics of the believers, the ones who have Iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and have tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they are the ones who are most deserving of His Rahmah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Ar-Rahman. His Rahmah has encompassed all the creation. For we say when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala curses someone, the la'na of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then He has excluded them from His mercy. Imagine the expansiveness of Allah's mercy and that you are excluded from this mercy because of something that you do. قُلْ هُوَ الرَّحْمَانُ آمَنَّا بِهِ We believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We believe in His rububiyya and His uluhiyya and His asma wa sifat. Everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us about Him, we believe in it and we worship Him alone and we establish His names and His attributes subhanahu wa ta'ala. قُلْ هُوَ الرَّحْمَانُ آمَنَّا بِهِ وَعَلَيْهِ تَوَكَّلْنَا Upon Him we have placed our reliance. We have placed our tawakkul on Him alone. And a tawakkul is to rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while implementing the asbab. And as the Shaykh, rahimahullah, Shaykh al-Barraq, he said, yani a tawakkul is one of the greatest causes of attaining what is sought and avoiding what is feared. For you want something from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, have tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Take the asbab and have tawakkul in Allah. فَسَتَعْلَمُونَ مَنْ هُوَ فِي ضَلَالٍ مُبِينٍ That means you will come to know. فَسَتَعْلَمُونَ مَنْ هُوَ فِي ضَلَالٍ مُبِينٍ That means you're not going to believe in Allah and you don't have tawakkul in Allah. We have iman in Allah and we have tawakkul in Allah. And then you will see who is upon misguidance and who is upon guidance. فَسَتَعْلَمُونَ مَنْ هُوَ فِي ضَلَالٍ مُبِينٍ You will come to know very soon whom amongst us is in clear misguidance and who is upon guidance. This is from the clear and eloquent speech which silences the opponent. You say you are upon your kufr and I am upon my iman. And we will see يوم القيامة who is upon clear misguidance. What can the person say after this? He doesn't even believe in Yawm Al-Qiyamah and you believe in Yawm Al-Qiyamah and you say to him, we will see Yawm Al-Qiyamah. What is the person going to say after this? For this is from the speech which silences the opponent. فَسَتَعْلَمُونَ مَنْ هُوَ فِي ضَلَالٍ مُبِينٍ Who is in clear misguidance. And then the points of benefit and the rulings, the fawaid and the ahkam, that from the characteristics of the believers is that they have sincere tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this tawakkul is from the fruit of iman. What did he mention first? Amanna bihi wa alayhi tawakkalna. So this tawakkul stems from their iman. It is part of their iman. And then the second fa'ida that true iman and tawakkul are causes for earning the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Qul huwa ar-Rahmanu amanna bihi wa alayhi tawakkalna. So when we have iman and tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshallah we will earn the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the third fa'idah, that what the disbelievers are upon is clear misguidance. That the kuffar are upon clear misguidance. And then the fourth fa'idah, that misguidance varies and is not all one level. Al-dalal yatafawat. How do we know this? 
What did he say here? He said, Dalalin Mubin. Clear misguidance. So that means it implies that there is other forms of misguidance. Some misguidance is not clear. Not all misguidance is the same, although it is misguidance. Some of it is clear, some of it is not clear. So misguidance, as we said, it varies and is not all at one level. قُلْ أَرَأَيْتُمْ إِنْ أَصْبَحَ مَاءُكُمْ غَوْرًا فَمَنْ يَأْتِيكُمْ بِمَا إِمَّعِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he concludes the surah by again establishing his qudra like he started the surah. Like he started the surah by establishing his qudra and also establishing the incapacity of the human being, the ajz of the insan in comparison to the qudra of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that the insan is always in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that they cannot do without Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the blink of an eye. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says قُلْ أَرَأَيْتُمْ إِنْ أَصْبَحَ مَاءُكُمْ غَوْرًا If your water, يعني أصبح essentially means becomes. If your water becomes غَوْرًا غَوْرًا is from the word غَائِر meaning sunken or cavernous. Same word as the word غَار A غَار is a cave. For the cave is sunken and it is cavernous. It is يعني, in the earth essentially or in the mountain. It goes in. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying what will happen if this water that you use in أَصْبَحَ مَاؤُكُمْ If this water becomes غَوْرًا يعني, Essentially if this water from which your life depends on and that you cannot do without if it sinks into the earth such that you cannot access it anymore. In غَوْرًا Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked the question. فَمَنْ يَأْتِيكُمْ بِمَاءٍ مَعِينٍ Who will come to you? Who will bring for you? Who will provide for you? in Water which is ma'in. And when the Arabs used to say مَعْنَ الْمَاءِ إِذَا جَرَى وَتَسَلْسَلُ مَعْنَ الْمَاءِ يعني إِذَا جَرَى وَتَسَلْسَلُ When the water flows and when the water runs this is ma'an al-ma'. For when he says bima'in ma'in, yani water which flows, and water which runs, and water which you can access, and water which you can benefit from. Who will bring you this water if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sinks this water into the ground? And the question, yani form, is to negate. Yani that no one can bring you the water except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If Allah hides this water, no one is going to be able to bring this water. No matter what tools you use, no matter how deep you dig, no matter the, the boreholes and the machinery that you use, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sinks this water in the earth, you are not going to be able to take it out and extract it. Yani none can bring you this water except Allah, then it is yani refuting the then how do you disbelieve in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how do you associate partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how do you deny that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will resurrect you and then the points of benefit and the rulings the fawaid and the ahkam that Allah alone controls the flow of water he controls the rain clouds driving them wherever he wishes when the rain falls he alone stores it in the earth to be used this is from the Qudra of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is from the Qudra of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't think our dams are 100%. We have our water supply guaranteed and we can desalinate. We have a desalination plant. The water is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is the rizq from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And don't think that these asbab are the ones that bring the water. Rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the second fa'idah, that the sinking or the flowing of water is from the qudra of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and from his decree, yani from his mashia subhanahu wa ta'ala, from his qudra and his mashia. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants this water to flow on the earth, he will make it flow on the earth so that everyone can benefit from it. And if he wants it to sink into the earth, he will make it sink into the earth so that no one will benefit from it. This is from the qudra of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the third fa'idah, the complete need, the faqr. 
the complete need of the creation to their creator and sustainer Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in attaining their rizq and the means to do so. For we are in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for our rizq. And no one can give us rizq if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala holds back his rizq. Who will provide for you rizq if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala withholds his rizq as we took in the previous ayah. And then the fourth fa'idah, refuting the disbelievers with what they believe in the rububiyyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For if you were to ask the kuffar who controls the heavens and the earth and who brings down the rain, what will they say? They will say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They establish the rububiyyah of Allah. And the sending down of rain and the provision of rain and the provision of water and these is from the rububiyyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They establish this. For now you are refuting them with this same rububiyyah. How can you believe in the rububiyyah of Allah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings down the rain and you do not worship him alone and you associate partners with him? And we said this is a common theme in the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala establishes tawheed al-uluhiyyah with Tawheed al-Rububiyyah. And you already have Tawheed al-Rububiyyah, then it is the natural step for you to have Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah as well. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika ashadu wa la ilaha illa ant astaghfiruka wa atubu alayk jazakumullah khair. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from us and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from you inshallah.